you're listening to One and a Half Aussies presented by VSN Australia. Hey everyone and welcome back to VSN Australia Podcast. This is episode 11. Uh, I'm your host Baraka and with me as always is my co-host Boot. How you going mate? Yeah, going good. Yourself? And uh, we also have a special guest, uh, the winner of the raffle, the lottery that we did for a 10 minute segment. It's Gorlap. How are you? Get a load of me, no control in me, get your weight up, not your hate up. It's Gore is in violence, Lab is in science, aka the VHL's top heel. AKL Phoenix Chicago's, AKA Jet Jaguar Hall of Fame, AKA Gen Lord, AKA Sig God, AKA your favorite member's favorite member, AKA the most electrifying man in Sim League Entertainment today. It's me, man, Score Lab. What's good, gentlemen? Yeah, that was I, incredible. I, I thought we were going to go the whole 10 minutes with just that. Yeah, I was going to say, we're not going to do the ultimate questions. He's going to hang up after he's done his intro. <laughs> no, that's all I got. Yeah. No, yeah. That, was, that was perfect. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, congrats on winning the raffle that we thought no one would bid on. Yep. Shout out Fishy. She paid the, uh, the big bucks to get me here. So, hope you enjoy this. What did you think when you won the the raffle by someone else's money? I didn't like it actually. Like <laughs> the the auction wasn't like you have Gorlab as a guest. It was for you guys to come up with some shit, wasn't it? Well, yeah. So we were just talking about it, and we saw that there were all lotteries, and I'm like, oh, we'll just do a ten minute segment on whoever wins, and we're just going to talk shit about them for ten minutes, and then someone figured out that it meant that you're a guest for ten minutes. So, yeah, a bit lost in translation, I think. So I could have declined this? Could have, but the people, yeah, wanted, to, yeah. the people wanted you on, so... I mean, we... Clearly, man. Yeah, I'm we can't even... Like, we can't even... The most enigmatic get... VHL member there is. <laughs> That's it. Stirring shit up since however long you've been in the league. Are we getting a boost Boots partner on this podcast, or...? No. Nah. <laughs> Okay, now that I'd, we just got engaged, I don't want to break it off already if she hears you. <laughs> All right, fair, fair. You got um, to... So how do you feel that Fishy paid money to have you on a different podcast when they host their own podcast? Um, I think she more just, you know, donated it, or they more donated it, I should say. Yeah. And having me was like troll, because she's kind of... They are kind of trollish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, we I was we were saying earlier that we can't even get guests on without people paying, so we were surprised that the, we'd be able to get someone on and, and they donated money, so Alright, we got like seven minutes left, so let's go. <laughs> Just count that the time. Alright, well um you got any oh, questions, yeah, Braca? Oh yeah, I got a few questions. Uh so first one, each season uh you do the bust or lick article. What made you start that? And how do you think it's going so far? I just started it on a whim, just like to talk a bit of shit. 
Uh, I think it's good. I think people like it for the most part. Some people get mad, whatever. I think it helps motivate people. Because, you know, I appreciate the people on VHL who are like, oh, everyone should have a good time, this and that, yada, yada. That's a that's a good stance to have, I guess. But I think, you know, you can motivate people with, like, shit talk, being a jerk. So I, I approach it that way because I'm building this shit too, you know? Yeah, no, um, I remember reading the first one and I'm reading through, I'm like, oh, this is a bit harsh. And then about halfway through the first person you called a bust, I'm like, okay, this is, this is very much, uh, decent humor. I appreciate it. I, I understand that some people don't get it as much, but no, it's, I enjoy reading them every season. And I do welcome anyone who like gets busted on to like come back at me. Like I've been waiting for RJ Jubis for like his career's done now. We ain't licking without cups What is what I always say. So oh, he's got one season left, so you can still get it in there. Yeah, I hope he does because he hasn't really had anything to come back anyway. He's one guy I appreciate. He, like he's a good member of the VHL, but he had fun with it. Yeah, I did appreciate um, the one you did for your draft class, where anyone who was drafted higher than you was automatically a bust. I mean, yeah, like I don't see. You know, people aren't paying money for pistol stamen to cop on the podcast you know uh that's exactly it can yeah I, that's that's can i get the definition is he, of... is he still active or anyone know anyone know yeah, who that is I think gm of the bhlm d max didn't he just win mm-hmm. the, a cup down there i'm pretty sure yeah yeah well good for him yeah <laughs> uh can, we, can i get the definition of what a lick is because i still don't really know what that means well, the term lick originates from like basically committing a crime, getting like coming up on a large sum of money or something you could turn into money. But in this case, you know, it's like a, a player who comes up into being a legend for the, the article. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But yeah, the term lick is just like you can hit a lick at the casino. You can hit a lick, you know, anywhere really. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, you have any you more questions? You can have a lick in your, in your investment portfolio. Shout out Anorama, <laughs> OSS. We go to the moon, baby. You're rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I had a fantasy thing planned out here, but I don't think we're going to have time to get through it. Uh, yeah, let's smash that. Let's but we got, uh, we got Baraka, who's uh, known as one of the worst fantasy players in the league, and then Gorlab, who's uh, easily one of the better ones in the league. So... I went through some players and have some matchups here, and I figured uh, we'll let Baraka choose first and then see what Gorlev has to say. So uh, first matchup yep. I have is RJ Jubis, who just switched to defense for Calgary against Cinnamon Block, who just got traded to DC. They're, so they're both defensemen. Who would who would be your pick there, Baraka? Uh, I'd go Jubis. Gorlev? Tough to say. I would probably go Jubis too, but... I'd do a bit more analysis on the the teams. <laughs> so, yeah, fair enough. So I guess we're not going to give any any concrete answers here. And Cinnamon Block is a sleeper, a sleeper fantasy pick, but kind of fell out of relevance. I don't know if they're inactive now. Yeah, he's, he's actually, or I think it's a girl player, but she's actually got more TPE than Jubis this season. 
I'm still leaning Jubas, but yeah. next next question. All right. We got uh, a couple of season 70 goalies, Jax Hextall on Toronto or Jacques Lafontaine on Slapshot Dragon? Lafontaine. Or on Calgary, yep. sorry. Yeah. Easy. Easy. All right. Next we got uh, Roke Davis, Josh's player on Davos, or Eric Killinger, Pieces player on London. Well, Davos, uh, Davis hasn't been on Davos for a Oh, sorry. Season. He's on Moscow. My bad. Um, but yeah, I would go Davis. Yep, me yeah. too. I would go the opposite on that one. Toronto's cursed. No, he's on Pieces Mon- cursed. Killinger's on London this season, and he's the only good defenseman. Yeah, but isn't it Peace, the GM of Toronto? He is, yeah. His aura's cursed. Okay. No offense to him, but <laughs> he ain't winning shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a triple header here. We got uh, Jim Bob on Seattle. Ola Vikingstad on Helsinki or Thomas Landry the second on Prague. I'd go Landry the second. I think Landry the second is the most notable member, but I would go Jim Bob. That guy is a sleeper fantasy pick. Yeah, yeah, they're all heavy hitting forwards, so I'm sure they're all going to put up good points this season. I um, think Jim Bob put in work last year. Yeah. All right, we got uh, SS Hornet. On Davos versus Valtteri Fakinainen on Helsinki. Ah, uh, Hornet. Is that Boom's player? No, that's no. Wolf's. Yeah. And then Jubo's player. They're both season 72 forwards. I'm, uh, mm, I'm going with Hornet. Yeah. Too easy. Just because I, I have a slight Davos bias because I played there for one season or whatever. Yeah, fair enough. Didn't win shit. Well, you, so far you're looking like you might have a decent year this year, Baraka. Hey, just, I can pick out the two people, but the problem <laughs> is I have a lot of people to choose yeah, from. I just right. choose the wrong one. All right, we got uh, Andrew Sue on Vancouver and Chris Highlands on Malmo. Sue had a killer year. Vancouver's cursed. I'm going Highlands. <laughs> Fair enough. A um, couple season 73 goaltenders, uh, Jean-Pierre Camus on Chicago, or AJ Krishna on Warsaw? Krishna. Yeah. Two titans there, but uh, I gotta go with my boy. They're both my boys, but Camus for me. Yeah, I figured you'd stick to the home team. against. I'm surprised you went against Hooper, though. Yeah, that's a young protege. Yeah. I'm glad he's, like, showing out. That's it. Alright, we got uh, Dakota Lamb on Warsaw and Jeffrey Pines on L.A. And you go Pines, I feel like he sticks out more on a lower-ranked team. I know one's D-Lamb and one's Rory, and I would take neither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I got a few more here. We'll have to take one less player and still beat me in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. Uh, we got the Blazers player, Lee Zinn, or Enos player, Ryan Schwartz. That's so troll. Clearly, Lee Zin is waking up this season. That's a yeah. guarantee. Yeah, I was gonna say Lee Zin as well. Yeah, that's Let's secret sauce. Far. Anyone who's listened this far, pick them. You're gonna have a good season in fantasy. That's it. All right, Gorlop, we got uh, we got your player, L versus. Enorama's trash. Enorama's <laughs> cursed too. By the way, just throwing that in there. Uh, <laughs> didn't he have like 2,000 TPE and didn't have a good season with his last player? 
he's lost three players maybe or uh, however many <laughs> failure players he's had. Yeah, fair enough. So we got L versus Scotty Cabriolet. Who? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who's the best one? L. Is that my boy Chopper? Core Labs player L versus from the inside Scotty Cabriolet. You know, I like Chopper, man. He's got heart, but you know. You know I mean, the answer. Scotty Cabriolet is going to be the number one defenseman on New York this season and isn't L's behind a couple guys, isn't he? Wah, wah. <laughs> New York. <laughs> Shout out SO though. Shout out SO. How many teams are cursed in this league? <laughs> like now that we expanded, um, five, I think, six. I was expecting you to say 12. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting how many teams are in the league? 16, so 15 of them are cursed, whatever Gore Lab's not on. No, 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 no. Five or six. All right, for the final one, we got a rookie matchup here. We got all the defensemen that were drafted at the top of the draft. So we got uh, Batter Sandstrom, Acid's player, Hulk Hogan Jr., Beavis's player, Gunnar Odinson, Boom's player, Tom Eagles, Greg's player, and Christoph Welsh, Juice's player. Those will all be rookie defensemen. I'm going Booms player. With Helsinki? Check, check the Buster List article. Find the answer. <laughs> whoever's, whoever's the lick on that is, is going to win. Facts. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, well, that, yeah, that's all I had for the fantasy. You don't have any sleepers for us this year, Gorlab, other than Blazers player? Nope. <laughs> you might even get lucky, to, too, because the draft hasn't I'm started yet. With Bekatov again this year, and I'm coming for his head. I want revenge. I did fantasy I'm star already. in my group. Nah, but the groups I think got assigned. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, because I'm like, I don't, I don't think I've been tagged yet, so hopefully they didn't start yet. Maybe not posted. You know, I got the intel, inside uh, intel. Yeah. Fair enough. You got that. Do you want to give us a leak on if he's in your group? Yeah, Bekatov. That's so the only one you care about, isn't it? Is that, is that another mm-hmm. L for you this season then, or what? No, nope. <laughs> I'm correcting last year. I was whooping him all season long, and then I don't know what happened in the last like week, but this year I'm coming for his head. We're going to get a big advantage this year too because, I mean, the draft hasn't started yet and the season starts, what, tomorrow, doesn't it? Yep. So, good. And, Are you uh, going to do your 12-hour uh, tactic? Oh, don't, don't leak that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, anyone who wants to win in fantasy, like it's simple. Drag your group out as long as possible so you can see as much of the sim as possible. It's light. Uh, so that, that's been it. What stats do you, do you rank highly? Like, do you guys someone who's got a lot of hits? Do you have the point leader? What do you look for? To me, it's obvious what the answer is, but... I'll leave it to you, uh, the VHL public, to figure it out themselves. <laughs> that, was, that wasn't even for the public. That was for Baraka himself to try to get some extra <laughs> text. <laughs> I'll mute the podcast. I'll, me- I'll message you after. <laughs> I want to see people like start picking their own groups and like you know picking Borch, you know, brand new people and me. Yeah, they have a chance of winning. You'll be you'll be asked to be in like twenty five different groups. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess the only question I had left for you, Gorlab, was 
Uh, do you see any up-and-coming SIG makers that have a chance of taking your throne anytime soon, or no chance? Um, you know, I I think there is, like, people with the spark of potential and the eye for style, but I don't think people are putting in work that they need to to get to my level. So, you know, off the top of my head, like, I don't even want to say who it is, but... They're not putting in enough work is all I can say. So if someone wants to, you know, get to that number one graphic god spot on VHL, you got to put in that work. How many hours a day do you think they should be practicing to get to your level? Not necessarily a day, but I'd say like one to two hours a week. Like maybe four to five things a week. That's a good clip. I'd, I'd even say like two a week even one a week i think some people don't you know go that hard which isn't which is light but maybe this maybe the sig life isn't for everybody do you think it's more beneficial to knock out like 10 sigs in a week and then just claim for a while or yep or well that's not that's beneficial once you're like at a level but if you want to grind your shit yeah, you should be like stacking SIGs. And as you grind, you'll be embarrassed of the SIGs that you made in the past, not submit them. Yeah. But you'll you'll grind your skill. Yeah, fair enough. So your biggest advice is make a, a SIG as often as you can and then upload the first one. And then if you're embarrassed by it, make a new one because you're getting better. Mm, no, my advice is like, you know, find some marijuana, smoke it, sit down for a good hour or two, make a couple cigs, put them in the bank, repeat. Hopefully you're doing this, you know, every like weekend or something. And eventually you're so ahead of yourself on graphics you've submitted that you have like a catalog backstashed, which you may or may not submit because if you've improved in that time, you might be embarrassed of the previous, like, early versions you had. So how many do you think you're sitting on that you've never uploaded because they're not up to your standard? I mean, you know, my swag is so powerful that all my SIGs are fire, so I, I don't really... Th- <laughs> There's a few I throw away, but, like, just a handful. Yeah. But I usually have a cache of, like... That's why every season, you know, I'll, po- I'll post a graphic PT or whatever where it's, like, 20 SIGs. Just because my cat, my like cat war chest is like thirty to fifty sigs deep. Yeah. Do you um, do you ever start a sig and then just delete it because it's not going anywhere, or you're just too good that mm. it never gets to that point? No, I don't. I think that's a waste. Even if it's like, you always want to finish a sig, even if you're not happy with it. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I had for questions. Uh, what about you, Baraka? Yeah, um, pretty much hit off everything that I that I thought of. Perfect. I can see why people go for like an hour and a half on these things. It's it's kind of fun, but my time is up. That's it. We actually got oh, you. Yeah. We got you for twice as much that you paid for. It, so yeah, I went over fishy, down, so. fishy to double up her donation or their donation there. Like a double time speed. <laughs> to fishy. Salute to everybody in Chicago. Chicago for season 76 cup. Let's go. Uh, I'll reference this podcast when we're uh, 
back in the finals next year, like in three weeks or whatever the season is. Well, not back yeah, in the we'll finals because you, you never made it to the finals, so not back in the finals. Whatever, fuck you. <laughs> we were close. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for joining us, mate. Fida. Thanks, gentlemen. Yeah, you have a good night. Good looking out. I'll uh, try to listen to the episode when it drops. No worries. Thanks for being a regular listener. Farewell. See you, mate. Well, yeah, one more thing. Beavis. Uh, shout out to Beavis because he mailed me some weed and it was pretty good. So good good work, Beavis, if you're listening. Was it was it better than Highlands or no? no not even close. No. But <laughs> Highlands too. Yeah. Peace. See ya. <laughs> uh that went exactly how i thought it would go probably that went for pretty much exactly 20 minutes so we got them for twice double the time there we go yeah. uh there you go fishy hope you enjoyed it hope your money was well spent yeah for sure i mean like i said double the time for what they expected so and uh yeah i, I realize now it probably would have been really hard to do a 10 minute segment on just shit talking <laughs> one person <laughs> Yeah, I remember I sent the message to Quick, and I'm like, "Yes, yeah, ten minutes." And you're like, 10? That sounds really high." Like, yeah. actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. So happy that Gorilla was able to come on and shoot the shit with us for a bit. A lot easier than yeah, that went that went quick. Yeah. I think uh, so. I'll be had. Well, I'll let you introduce what the the next part of the podcast is, and I think that's all we have for tonight, right? I was gonna say, did you want to do a bit of a around the VHL? We've got the oh yeah. Sounds good to see that. Yep. Around the VHL. Yeah, so let's, uh, did you pay, were you around for the draft for Davos? No, I was at cricket. You were what? Playing cricket. Oh, at cricket, yeah. Yeah, yeah like gotcha. real cricket. Right, they, talking about the they, said, they said aggregate. I'm like, what? I don't understand what uh-huh. that means. <laughs> uh, um, so our mock draft that we had, when we had red light going first. Yeah. Got that right. We did. We had uh, acid going second. We got that right. We did. You said... I said uh, Tom, Tom Eagles. Tom Eagles going third. Yeah. Got that right. Yeah, you said Beavis, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you got Beavis right again in fourth. Got Beavis right, So yeah. congratulations on that. And then I believe I said Juice and... Um, Rays and Rays going fifth and sixth, which I think I got yeah. right as well. And I think we stopped there because we didn't really know much about the draft. Yeah, yeah. After that, I think was all up in the air. And um, if you listened to Juice and Lamb's podcast, I think they pretty much nailed. I don't think they nailed the whole first round, but they nailed the top eight picks, I believe. Wow. Yeah. So pretty good there. Um. So crazy, Katie Cat with Caitlin. Catawise yeah. went in the seventh spot to DC. Uh, Hex Rose, congratulations, being drafted first by Seattle. And the seventh spot? Eighth. The eighth spot, I said, yep. Yeah. Because numbers aren't the thing I'm meant to be good at. <laughs> Phoenix Dawson, Toast Fire, uh, the next pick at nine. And Robin Gallant Nilsson, which is Romain's Udomus's player. Uh, tenth. Easy enough. 
yeah, and then congratulations, boom, going eleventh, and as high as the rest of us Australians in this, you know, league. But you know, you're getting there, mate. Yeah, it takes a while to warm up and get used to the league, and I understand you're still kind of new and learning, learning the ropes around here. But yeah, yeah, you'll get there. Yeah, eventually. Oh uh, yeah, then we got Phil the Rock Johnson going twelfth. So that so eleventh and twelfth, that was two players that were, I think, like top six in TPE and ended up dropping to 11 and 12, which, I don't know, there's two older members in the league, so um, I, I think there's a a bit of a, um, oh, I can't think of the word, but like a first-gen craze going around that everyone wants to draft first-gens now. Um, yeah, and I wanted to if, um, like, Phil is not really capping every week. Yeah. Um, so that might have been reasoning behind the drop i remember boom saying stuff about him going inactive yeah uh which as you can tell by him not being on the podcast yet obviously it's true yeah i know it's so helsinki's got a bust of a pick there yeah um i hate bob nutting philip stein going 13th to london um another podcaster yeah, and I think that people actually saw that as a bit of a reach of a pick. Um, I think most yeah, well, people expected... Um, I think his name is I Am Phil in the Discord. And yeah, he, um, people were thinking he was going to go in the second. So uh, good for him for getting picked high. And London obviously believes in him. Maybe he can be the future starter in London. Yeah, um, Magnus Verlander. Jay Beasley's player going there 14th to Calgary. Yeah. Uh, A Brock going to Prague. A Brock player name and username, which helps. Was in uh, Mrs. Sausage Dogs. And I believe saw some chat in the Discord. Yeah. And then Yuvia Zolnik, six fan. 5-4-9's player going to Vancouver at 16. And, wait. Did I fuck someone up here? Yeah, yeah that's that, it. That was the end that's of the first round. Yep. Yep. I did yeah. it. Good draft. Um, I wasn't around for it either. And a Muff messaged me like an hour before the draft and said, do you care if I trade our fourth round pick for an extra fourth so we have no picks in the draft so we don't have to show up? I'm like, yeah, sounds good to me, mate. <laughs> yeah. Um, Davos uh, got two players. That I already knew before looking at this draft board. Sure. Uh, Brian Moreau, Weeks's player. Yeah. Um, who played for Saskatoon and now got drafted by Minnesota. Um, the obviously left winger scoring some points, not many. Um, Active. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Uh, looks like. Couple of cap, you know, between six and ten a week capped. Yeah. So, not shocking, not great. Active and then we got the Davos LR. Good question. That's <laughs> yeah. a very good question. Uh, you definitely knew he was on the team before looking at the draft board. <laughs> also, haven't really been in the locker room much recently. Oh yeah. Um, then you got uh, Jurgis Calaveras Blazovskis. Yeah. That's that's how you pronounce it. Ufix player. Um. Yeah, Ufik is a locker room person who's just going to get the six a week, and that's really it. 
Good enough. Yeah, so might see that player up in the VHL in a couple seasons' time, but as a goalie, I'd rather not see them up there. Well, it might be a backup for when um, you get traded for Calvin Harvey. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But who's going to be dumb enough to get rid of Calvin Harvey? Uh, I don't know. Riga, maybe, but... Um, yeah, so... Here's the draft. We didn't really talk about any of the top players, but... Uh, yeah, I think... I don't think there was any many surprises, really. Um, you don't look at me like, wow, that person fell a lot, or... Yeah, I guess oh, just... Like, Boom was, Boom was fifth in TPE and dropped down to 11th. That was the biggest... Biggest drop there. Uh... Yeah, like you said, there was some talk about uh, activity, and he has been out of the league for a while too. So, uh, yeah, who knows if he loses interest? I know he was already upset about choosing defense, saying how boring it was. So that could be a bit troublesome too. But I think Boom's around for the long haul. Calling calling defense boring when you've got Condor Adrian. Yeah, not running the league. Yeah, and that's a that's a great segue into the next segment. Yeah, so. Uh, this time last season, I did a redraft of the season 67 VHL draft, uh, where I mainly did it because my player was in there. And just showing where these players would be picked now with, of course, hindsight. Um, we're going to do it again now with the season 68 draft. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did uh, all that, that prep. Who we ranked number 11 and we're going to work our way back up to number one because that makes it way more interesting rather than you just hearing who number one is and then pissing off oh yeah um so first of all we'll just say that elm beck uh was drafted ninth overall in this draft uh we're not going to rank his player just for i don't know to keep it keep the peace i guess uh no point ranking him because wherever he goes there's going to be conversation so we'll just give him his own little spot um and then we'll move on so number 11 who i considered was the worst pick in the draft was who actually went third that was thorny under you jack's player uh was a center was drafted by seattle um played out uh wasn't even didn't even play out anything was uh, traded almost straight away to Calgary, then Helsinki, and then picked up in Toronto a little while later, just as an inactive pickup. Didn't score many goals, didn't score many points at all. Uh, 226 games, 86 points. So only made 356 TPE, so not the best. And that's why they take the number 11th spot. Yeah, and it seems like he like went, went inactive pretty early, only got two. Uh, 300 TPE, and then it seen, uh, the second he hit regression and lost that TPE, nobody wanted him as an inactive because he was probably below 300, right? Yeah, and um, so he played in the VHLM same season I did. My second season was season 67. Yeah. And he was picked fourth in the draft, and I was picked first. Yeah. And I remember he absolutely killed it. He won so many awards. Uh, looked from 119 points in 72 games. I know it's not that crazy these, these days, but back then, getting over 100 points was pretty good. Yeah, um, so it seems like he won the, the scoring race down there and everything. Yeah, so 
looked really promising. No wonder it went third overall uh, and then just fell off the bandwagon. Just stopped updating, I guess. Looks like it was a slow, a slow stop. He went from, oh no, he pretty much just stopped, pretty, stopped dead. Right after he got drafted, it looks like he just went inactive. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wasn't happy with the team he got drafted to. Not too well, sure. He was, yeah, maybe he didn't want to be traded to Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know. But yeah, that's uh, let's not spend too much time on the bottom pick. Yeah. So anyway, number ten, we got Franz Ella. Franz Ella was originally selected sixth overall, and his Aces player was a center. Uh, made 294 TPE with 160 TPA. Uh, nothing special. Only played out five seasons. Um, yeah, I you know very similar to Thorny under you. Didn't do much. Didn't win any awards. Just sitting on the bottom. Yeah, and it's, it's weird too because I mean he was pretty shit for his entire time. Actually, no one even picked him up for season seventy two. Um, and it looks like season seventy and season seventy one, he just rode the bench most of the time. Yeah, and then Chicago actually picked him up in, I think, believe their first season, and uh, he he put up fifty one points in fifty six games. Uh, so. Pretty funny way to end a career there, but yeah, once again, just another player that once they regressed was absolutely useless. So, uh, yeah, you know, think about the season they could have had if they were still updating. Yeah, yeah, another, another uh, so that was number, number 10 into number nine. Now we got Timo Lettinen Jr., uh, six sixes fan, five four nines player, which we just talked about their new player being in the first round of the draft. A little bit of a double mention. Yeah, so uh, went seventh originally, and we've got him sitting at ninth. So not a big drop, only dropped two spots there. Uh, did play out seven seasons. Got a fair few points for being quite low TPE. Uh, but yeah, did all right. Nothing special, nothing horrible. Yeah, it's another guy too that had his best season in a... His last two years, I mean, he went over point per game. Better seasons than I've had with my player thus far. and I got double the TPE, so, I mean, uh, yeah, 78 points with Chicago in season 74 and 83 with Toronto, so a couple good seasons yeah. there for a low TPE player. Pretty decent, but, you know, not what you want to waste a first-round pick on, I would say. No, definitely not. Uh, yeah, uh, at eighth, do you got, want to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah at 8th, we got Samuel Ross. Um, originally drafted 10th overall, so he's moving up a couple of ranks here. Uh, was a goalie, played, uh, I can't even see how many games he played. Um, only had 641 TPE. Uh, yeah. Played 326 games, 140 losses, oh, 140 wins, 154 losses, 0.908 save percentage, 2.99 goals against. So, yeah, nothing special. Um, unfortunately, didn't bring home any awards or anything. Uh, had a bit of success in the VHLM, but moving up into the VHL was kind of just... Uh, and, you know, just a, a mediocre goalie. Was stuck in Davos for a long time, so that might explain it. Uh, and then moved around as a backup. Or as, yeah, you know, sorry. As a starter, Not yeah. even a backup. Yeah, I think he... The highlight of his career would have been with Helsinki in Season 73, I believe... He actually went to the cup finals with them and lost in the cup finals to Seattle. 
in season 73. Probably, I should remember that. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, I mean, had a bit of success, would have been nice for him to get a cup, but yeah, just couldn't couldn't cut it. Yeah, but still moving up two spots in the, the rankings, not too bad at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not fantastic stats for a career. Uh, more losses than wins that you never want to see, but uh, no, made a full career and decent player for 10th overall pick, I would say. Yeah. Uh, moving on now to our seventh pick, or first to rank seventh, uh, Luciano Valentino, originally selected fifth. Kex Kriegs player, played defense, 1,276 TPE, only 606 TPA by the end of their career. Um, was drafted by DC and played there his whole career. Uh, no cups or awards or anything special, but not a not a horrible career. Five hundred seventy six games played, four fifty eight points. Yeah, pretty solid. I mean, I think his biggest uh, knock against him here is his plus minus. Um, obviously, that DC team was very young when he got drafted there, and it shows with being a minus fifty six in his rookie season. But uh, out of his whole career, he was only a plus player one time, and that's when he put up ninety points. Yeah, even putting up 90 points but only being plus 17, you know, you kind of look at that and be, I guess, was it him or was it the team? But Yeah, but I mean, even DC was a team that went to the cup finals this year and was a minus six this season and had a great playoffs, had 17 points in 20 games this playoffs. Uh, just fell short of that cup, obviously, against Malmo. Uh, Would have been nice to cap off. I mean, he's a 1,200 almost 1,300 TP player and absolutely zero awards. So you don't like to see that, but... Uh, yeah, it looks like the last season, though, no updating, which probably didn't help too much. Yeah. So you got that two lots of um, depreciation hitting in one go. Yeah, and he, he was obviously a guy that spent um, probably all his TPE as soon as he earned it. So, yeah, I mean, to be only 600 TPA at the end of his career uh, with, with 1,200 total TPEs. Depreciation hit him hard. Yeah. But yeah, not a not a bad career. Not fantastic, but uh good good first round pick, I would say. Just never got the yeah. the personal stats. Uh, uh, next we have the original the lowest ranked player originally, uh, who was drafted twelfth overall. Uh, we've got him up at six now with Wolf Stanson Jr., Cornholio's player. 1,002 TPE with 669 TPA and played a full eight seasons there, uh, drafted by Prague and stayed there the whole career. Yeah, I mean, very similar to um, Luciano Valentino, as we just talked about. Um, not as much playoff success, but yeah, he's pretty pretty average middling defenseman, anywhere from 40 to 60 points a season. Never broke the point per game. Um, minus player on his career, a little bit more defensive of a player, which uh, which is good, which is we have why we haven't ranked a bit higher. But yeah, uh, obviously very loyal pay, player to play for one team for his entire career. Yeah, um, yeah, it's very similar where you got the Prague and the DC, both the expansion teams, both being drafted by the expansion team, playing there the whole career. You know, it was pretty hard to split these two. They were very very similar. And I guess, yeah, I mean, 
with that similar stats. And I don't know if you want to give the edge to the other guy who has more TPE, but I think we're basing it more on actual player stats and awards and stuff. Uh, and yeah, Stanton Jr. here just gets a little bit of an edge. Yeah. Um, do you want to move on to our top five now? Yeah. So at fifth, we have a red guy, which is Muffs player, uh, originally drafted eighth overall, so moving up three spots. Um, had a bit of a shortened career, only played six seasons. Um, and I don't think he even stayed down. He didn't even stay down in the VHL for an extra season. So just, just cut his career two seasons short and uh, spent the, the entire entire career with New York. Um, other than his first season, he had a winning record every single year. So had a pretty good career. Um, yeah, and, and picked up a couple of individual awards thanks to that. Yeah, and, you know, um, slowly building up year after year on the wins, um, improving most of the time on the save percentage. Had a killer year, season 69, as well as um, season 73, the last, the last season. Um, yeah. But, yeah, got... A Shaw Trophy, a Campbell Trophy, and a Funk Trophy. And a Benoit Devereaux Trophy in the VHL. Yeah, that's VHLM. That doesn't count. Oh. That's, that's a dumb, dumb trophy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's probably, probably top goaltender or something, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, good career for Muff here. I've, I've seen him, seen him talking in Discord the other day about potentially being a Hall of Famer, but... Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not too sure about that with the shortened career and stuff. And it looks like he didn't yeah. have any, too much playoff success either. Uh, looks like he only won one playoff round. So, um, yeah, big shout out to probably the best Australian goaltender to play in the league with absolutely no research. Yeah, I 100% have to agree with that because yeah. my goaltender is not Australian. Yeah, and uh, I remember it was um, is Calvary Australian. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading um Muff's the uh, red guys sorry a career profile thing biography yeah. and said it was from space and I was really upset because I wanted to be the best Australian in the uh, league yeah. and I talked to him about it one day he's like I just picked a random country I didn't even look <laughs> <laughs> oh well then fuck Muff and he's not he's, yeah. he's not Australian then <laughs> oh, what a guy yeah, no, I, I think uh, yeah, he had a decent career. Might have even picked up some more awards and maybe a cup if he stuck with that New York team. Because I think I think uh, Muff retiring was a big reason that Esso went into a rebuild with New York. So maybe it would have been different if had Muff stayed on. Yeah, um, I'm guessing Muff retiring there was to get the player into Warsaw. Yeah, yeah, get his player. And I think it might have even had a hunch about... Uh, them changing the GM drafting rules, so um, yeah, so I've just got the player for basically a low first round pick where everyone else has to abide by the new rules. So yeah, we're gonna see some uh, interesting drafts, I think, in the future because of that. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into that because I'm not a big fan of it, but uh, yeah, and that's the whole of the topic. Yeah, yeah. Good, good for Muffin, moving up three spots there. Uh, at yeah. fourth overall, we got Lance Flowers, who is Cowboy and America's player, originally drafted second overall. 
Yeah, a bit of a drop down there for uh, Lance Flowers. Was a big name I remember going into that draft. Um, didn't really have any... Had good seasons, I'd probably say. Most seasons, no real outstanding ones, I guess. Yeah, I never hit point per game, uh, which is unfortunate for a player with that kind of TPE. Um, yeah, spent it spent the first six seasons with New York and a red guy there, and I think he was another part of that. Uh, just so shipping off people to to rebuild. So yeah, and unfortunately, in the last season, made it with DC into the finals, but I uh, couldn't bring that cup home. No, yeah, it's an, it's unfortunate there. There's a lot of season 68 players on that team that were looking to get that cup win before they retired, but yeah, just couldn't overcome uh, one of the one of the next players we're going to talk about. But uh, yeah, a couple um, a couple awards for Lance Flowers as well. One rookie of the year in season 68, so he gets yeah, that over the rest of his draft class. Uh, two top defensive defensemen. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he did have great defensive stats his entire career. Uh, over 200 hits almost every season except for one in season 74. Um, almost 2,000 hits for his entire career. And, yeah, equally, um, same for shot block. I believe that he switched to forward. Or was he a forward and switched to defenseman? I thought he was a forward the whole time. Uh, I think he switched at some point. Oh, yeah, no. he had to have because he won the Jake Wild Trophy. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think I believe he switched to a forward in his last season with DC, which is why you saw uh, inflation on the goals that he got. Yeah, season seventy-five position switch. Yeah. So, right. yeah. So I mean, obviously DC needed some help up front and thought they were good on uh, the defensive side. And yeah, he was team player and uh, made that switch and uh, probably didn't have the season he expected to have with 900 TPA, uh, only 54 points as a forward, which isn't great, but uh, yeah, almost got to, almost got that cup for him, uh, just fell a little bit short. Yeah, and um, I must be honest, but the pick between third and fourth here was pretty tough um, in third place. Moving up one spot in the draft is Jeff Downey. Um, played that defenseman role. And yeah, uh, got a couple of awards there. Got the Wild Trophy, got the Valik Trophy, and also won the Continental Cup in season 74. Yeah, yeah, won it. Spent most of his, almost all of his career with Vancouver, and then got to go to his own team. Uh, I believe he Jeff traded for himself for season seventy five, and almost paid off because Chicago lost in Game Seven of the Conference Finals, so just one game away from a cup, another cup final appearance, and it might have been another cup. But uh, yeah, Jeff Danny went off in his last three seasons, obviously. Uh, was one of the top defensemen in 73 and 74 and had another great season with Chicago this last season. Yeah, um, I think most people know Jeff. Most people know what uh, Jeff Downey did. And I think uh, moving up one spot probably probably about on par where should have been. Yeah, in, in another draft class, he might have been the top defenseman, but 
yeah, just didn't didn't get there in this one. Um, I think the biggest standout is once playoff time hit, that's where that's where Jeff Danny really shined. Uh, played in the playoffs for six, seven seasons of his career, so only missed the playoffs one year with Vancouver, and uh, yeah, had seventy five points in seventy seven games in the playoffs. So definitely a playoff performer. Yeah, especially for a defense, and that's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. So yeah, moving on, we got uh, at the second overall pick. Uh, originally picked eleventh, so our by far and away the greatest riser on this list. We got uh, Hatter's player Raymond Bernard. And yeah, um, what a season! Uh, what a career, I should say, for Bernard. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, spent the, the entire career with Moscow. Uh, I know he like, just trophies coming out of his ass. Uh, that definitely, definitely has a big trophy case for when he retired. Yeah, bringing home two cups, uh, one Clegane trophy, two Shaw trophies, a Campbell trophy, and a Canal. Like, pretty incredible. Uh, I think with most other draft classes, you'd probably pick him up first, but yeah, unfortunate who he got stuck with. Yeah, uh, looks like he he was sharing starts for his first couple seasons. Uh, which is what's his. Yeah, what's really insane about uh, Bernard's career is that he never had a season where he had less uh, wins and losses. So, uh, winning goaltender his entire career. Yeah, and the save percentages and goals against, you know, they were definitely were trending like an improvement each season for most seasons. Yeah. 26 shutouts. Um, pretty incredible there. Yeah, just great numbers all around. Um, I I say that uh, Raymond Bernard is probably a Hall of Famer. Yeah, and you know, really well done for a, especially for a first gen to finish top of a draft class is quite good. Yeah, and yeah, uh, just you can, even with his TPE, he was second overall in the draft class with total TPE too. So uh, you don't you don't miss many weeks to end up like that. Yeah, and yeah, Hatter's moved on to he's. Uh, VSN editor now, so uh big part of the league and everything too. So yeah, it's good to Can see. You call yourself VSN editor. Pardon me. Could you call yourself the VSN editor as well? Because you edit all the podcasts. Oh, it could be. Yeah, if I if it is, I better start getting paid ten TPE instead of eight for it. Well, I think I think you should. Yeah, let's bring it up to the Blues. Yeah, you bring it up for me. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll bring up that you need to get paid more. Sounds good. Nothing wrong with that. And then if they come to me and be like, what is Brock talking about? Like, I, I don't fucking know. Don't listen to him. He's Australian. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't listen to the last podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll let you bring in number one overall picker. I, do we even need to? Like, I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, if anyone who's been paying even the slight amount of attention uh, would know who this person is, but I'll do a little guess who. This person's won... 12 awards with only one cup was drafted first overall and finished first overall in our rankings with 1629 TPE with still over a thousand TPA in his final season it's none other than the one and only Condor Adrian yeah I don't even think we have to talk I think we talk about Condor so much for the past four seasons that since I've been in the league basically that we don't even need to talk about him like it's yeah, just ridiculous. First bat, first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt. And 
the start of his career wasn't even really that special, like 50 points, 40 points once, and yeah, then just his last four seasons absolutely went off. So yeah, like everyone always says that he's a um, second half of the career player, but you look, 576 games played, 598 points, over a point per game throughout his entire career. In the playoffs, over a point per game in his entire career. Yeah, no, I know it's it's ridiculous, and um, and then what a story tell just to go out on winning a cup in his last season. I mean, that's probably yeah, like that's probably the only knock he had against him. Uh, I mean, he was, I think he was a for sure Hall of Famer no matter what, but yeah, that was the only knock. And he says, uh, "I'm not going to let that happen," and goes out and wins a cup. Yeah, I, well, I don't think there's an award he hasn't won. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, congratulations. Top defenseman, top defensive defenseman, top offensive defenseman. Um, yeah, cup, MVP. I guess he didn't win playoff MVP. Somebody else won that. But, I mean, he had 18 points in 19 games. So, I mean, it's not like he wasn't an uh, important part of that Malmo win. Yeah. And um, even after regression, he's got 1,097 TPA. So, uh, just ridiculous. So, you know, I keep an eye out for Orbiting Death's new player because expect great things. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, if he has even half the career that he just had, I mean, he's got to be happy. So hopefully he gives someone else a chance to win some awards. But, uh, yeah, I can't talk shit about Orbiting Death at all. No. Um, so, yeah, that's a quick little... Uh, recap there of, well, sorry, a redraft of season 68. Essentially, it's just a ranking. It's not really a redraft because I couldn't be bothered looking into each team and what they actually needed. Oh, yeah, yeah, just a ranking. Yeah, we don't really, I don't even know who the teams were that picked them. But yeah, so we'll go through the, I'll just go through the top five just so. Condor Adrian, number one, Raymond Bernard, number two, Jeff Downey, number three, Lance Flowers, number four, and a red guy finishing in at number five. Beautiful. Good, pretty good draft class, I guess. I mean, you don't like seeing that many busts in the first round, but it is what it is. Yeah, and look out for next season when we do season 69, and I have to actually research for a podcast again. That's it. You won't have to research until then, though, so maybe start yeah. now, and you, you can do, like, one player a week until the next one. <laughs> yeah, but something's going to happen in this last season yeah. to throw me for a loop. That's it. But that's... Uh, that's all we got for this week. Uh, yeah, I think it was a nice little podcast, about an hour long. and Yeah, it's good to have Gorlab on. Uh, maybe we can get him on in the future for some more fantasy advice. Uh, probably not. Yeah, though. I hope someone uh, actually learned something from that, because I just learned that I'm as clever as Gorlab. He just gets better luck than I do. Yeah, I learned that I need to come up with a great opening for myself, because I, I don't have an elevator speech at all compared to what he has. Yeah. I... So you wrote the song for Big Al in the like the two podcasts ago. Yeah, he's got his own intro. I I need to think of something. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, I didn't think that would end. No, yeah, I, I thought he was going ten minutes and then we're just going to leave the call. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would have been that would have been the ultimate power move. It would have been. I would have just. I think we just would have ended the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, just post that. That, <laughs> that would have been. That would have been epic, but. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's it for next week, and or that's it for this week, and. I was gonna say. Uh, I don't know. We'll doing this for two weeks now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's getting late. I got to work tomorrow. I'm already stressed, but. Yeah. Me yeah. too. Well, uh, we'll catch you next week, mate. Yeah. Uh, see you then.